1: Hey, this is Kip Campbell with Red Arrow TV. Welcome to another hour of Living the Outdoors with Mark Druick, here on The Score.
0: From the Fast Sign Studios, more than fast, more than signs. This is the anchor point for everyone passionate about the outdoors. Yes! Now you're talking! It's Mills Fleet Farms, Living the Outdoors with Mark Druick. From hunting to fishing, to the trends and the gear you need to be successful in the outdoors. Right here! Call now, 281-1570 oh. or worldwide at one 653 1570 This is Living the Outdoors.
2: So step aside
0: and let the man come through. Now, here's your host, Mark Druick. Greetings and welcome to Fleet Farms Living the Outdoors show here on the score of your host, Mark Druick. Thanks for tuning in tonight. Got a great show planned for you. Going to have some snippets of the uh, Deer Fest celebrities coming up throughout the show. And uh, we're going to kind of open it up here. We're going to be talking to Ben Stern and Scotty Wales from Tacticam. And if you're not familiar with this product, listen in tonight. They're going to be coming up down at Deerfest, Fest, and uh, you'll be able to check out the products and all that kind of cool stuff. So I'm going to go ahead and welcome in Ben and Scotty. Are you guys there? I'm here. Awesome, awesome. Well, first of all, let's start off with, uh, with you, Scotty. Um, thanks for taking the time to join us here on the out living the outdoors and you know opportunity to to talk about outdoor stuff and our passions let me ask you this um you know obviously you're involved in an industry that's in the outdoors how did you yourself get involved in the outdoors do you have somebody that served as a mentor to you
3: you know i did uh my dad was a big uh wing shooter basically he was a uh, three-time world champion skeet shooter also so you know i've I've hunted and fished my entire life, and uh, and my wife, she's a big, big hunter, and she started an outdoor company called Just For and it's a women's product line, and uh, that's actually how I met Jeff and Terry and Ben, was through them. We were actually a dealer for Tacticam, okay, and uh, got involved
0: that way. Excellent, excellent. So you've been in outdoor in the outdoors your whole life, pretty much.
3: Yes, sir. Excellent, excellent. Well, Bow hunting for thirty-seven years.
0: You know how how time flies. Yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> Telling <him> my age.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Scotty, thanks for joining us. And Ben, let's turn it over to you, my friend. Uh, you and I have had several conversations here over the last couple of weeks, and I'm I'm glad we could uh, get an opportunity to connect. And uh, welcome to the show. And Ben, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got involved in the outdoors.
4: All right. Well, I just uh, just rolled into the driveway, so sorry I cut off for a second, but
0: <laughs> that's okay. Um,
4: I guess, uh, you know, I've I've been hunting since I could pretty much walk. I was going with my dad and sitting in the deer stand, usually not the first or second day because he didn't want me to steer the deer away. But, sure. You know, I mean, I was going out when I was three years old and just been uh, been a whitetail hunt, hunter here in Wisconsin ever since then. And I'm pretty sure I didn't say this on the radio, but I'm pretty sure I was deer before I was legal just because my dad would let me hold the gun and shoot <laughs> them, you know, but... I think that's kind of what everybody does around here anyway but
0: perfect perfect you know, i
4: guess you know just a good old good old wisconsin boy and you know love hunting and and uh and uh just wanted to be involved in the industry and and kind of just kind of i guess just fell upon it you know with filming and and uh you know wanting to be able to share that experience using all these different cameras and and uh, that was really what led me to, you know, want to develop a camera. That was my background and what I went to school for and just started designing and building cameras. And next thing you knew, Tacticam was born. So.
0: Well, very cool, very cool. And people who are, you know, maybe not familiar with your product or have heard of it, do you guys have a website or a Facebook page that if anybody's, uh, you know, tuning in tonight and they're interested in your product, I'd like to get them involved right away?
4: Yeah, uh, it's Tacticam.com, T-A-C. P A C A
0: M dot com. Excellent, excellent, Scotty. How long have you been, uh, you know, doing this type of thing and getting involved with the with the camera side of the business?
3: I've been with TypeCam now uh, almost two years. Okay. So
0: perfect. Yeah, perfect.
3: I met uh, I met Jeff and them actually at DeerFest two years ago, and uh, they come to my farm in Kansas and done some hunting out there and. Then as time evolved, I got involved with the company, and they were all moving up here to northeast Iowa. So I sold everything and moved to northeast Iowa.
0: So you live in uh, northeast Iowa. So was that like Clayton, Alamakee County type thing?
3: Yes, sir, it is. Uh, The office is actually in Caledonia, Minnesota. Okay. But, you know, being a deer hunter, um, if I'm this close to Iowa, I'll commute over.
0: Very cool. Very cool. It's one of my one of my uh most favorite places to hunt. I, I have a friend that lives down in Fairfield and I'm sure you know where that is.
3: Well, kinda, you know, you're talking to a boy that grew up in the swamp of Texas. <laughs> Texas and Louisiana right on the border. So uh Perfect. You know, this is this is all different for me, uh living up here in the in the far north.
0: Well, it's that, not so bad. I mean, the winters aren't that terrible, but probably not as, as what you're used to living uh, down in the southern part of the country. Don't
3: let him oh, flee no. he's always yeah, we, complaining about how hot it is. We're 24 miles from the Gulf of Mexico and <laughs> about 20 miles <laughs> from uh, Louisiana.
0: Oh, that's way south.
3: Way, well, yeah. Right in the corner. As right. in, uh, you know, it's it's right there where the mosquitoes are big enough to shoot with a bow in the evenings and uh, lots of hogs and... Little tiny deer.
0: So it must be a, a big change for you, living in Iowa and kind of like the land of the giants and one of the most sought-after places to hunt whitetails. That's got to be pretty, uh, pretty exciting for you.
3: Very exciting. Yeah, my son shot a he shot a slammer last year up here, uh, 170, a little over 170 in take points.
0: So wow, uh,
3: big big deer. So yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's proven to be big deer around this area for
0: sure so. yeah absolutely that northeast iowa has always been a hotbed uh, for hunting in absolutely. that south southeast corner of minnesota as well as you know that uh, across the river into wisconsin as well you know iowa is a mm-hmm. just a, a great place to go and and hunt bucks i mean they're not pressured like they are here in wisconsin i'm sure ben you can probably attest to our deer here in wisconsin are uh oh yeah they, they get pressured and they're pretty smart yeah
4: you know and it's uh it's a different type of hunting and i've i've only ever hunted wisconsin i mean i've i've just that's i've hunted here my whole life and sure you know and uh you know with starting tacticam and and obviously getting to meet people and getting a chance to travel around a little bit and then obviously got involved with uh jeff and tara and got them involved in tacticam as partners and then we got scotty's actually a partner of tacticam as well i don't know if he told you that but no
0: awesome awesome. yeah
4: he uh sold like he said he sold everything and he's he's all chips in we're all everybody here you know we're we're just so passionate about it and passionate about the camera and tacticam and we uh we pretty much have done everything we can just to get this company started and you know it's going really really well and if if anybody's coming to deer fest they've got to come check out our booth and and the just for does and just for bucks booth will be right across that's Scotty's, uh, Scotty and Michelle's company, and obviously they still run that, and now they're involved with Techcam. But it's awesome. uh it's an amazing product. We've got, I don't even know how many cameras we're bringing, probably three, four hundred cameras, and I guarantee you that they're going to be gone because people, people love them, and and uh, you know it's just pretty awesome. It's a one-touch operation. Push the button, it turns on, it starts recording. It's got a zoom lens, so you don't have to worry about those really, really wide fish eye, you know, fish eye videos. Sure, sure. You actually, actually, film what you're looking at. So
0: absolutely, and I, I own one, and uh, I'm I'm gonna kind of start off by by you know, you and I kind of started this conversation because I had uh, a problem with mine, and right. you guys were phenomenal uh, in how I was handled uh, from a customer service standpoint, and. You know, from start to finish, talking to you, and then I had somebody follow up to make sure that everything was taken care of. And then you got the camera back. You called me back and said, hey, we got it set for you. It came in the – I was on my doorstep yesterday. So, you know, from a customer service standpoint, and I work in the retail field, having somebody in that support mechanism on the backside, regardless of what that product is, that really Mm -hmm. says a lot about the company and how passionate you guys are about it
4: yeah I mean every one of us we all do customer service, like for example, you know Scotty's first job we and I say we made him, but I mean that was what he did. He answered phone calls and got to learn you know what the you know what the customer wanted and and got to learn the camera and i mean he's he's now doing sales for us and he's doing a phenomenal job because not only did he know the camera before he was a passionate user of it, but sure. he got to learn the customers and everybody else and then Now, I mean, he's just unstoppable, and obviously, uh, you know, all of us, we, you know, we all do customer service, and we care about our customers, and we didn't build a camera just for, you know, just to have it. We built it for hunters. It's for hunters, by hunters. That's our motto. Sure. You know, and we're all hunters, and we build them for hunters, and we want, you know, we know how we want to be treated, so we treat our customers like that.
0: Perfect. That's a great great approach to you know, um, having a product that that's obviously, you know, it's outdoor used and people are, you know, it's not the the type of product that, um, you know, is just going to be used in the house. I mean, people are out there using it in the rain and the snow and the conditions and all that kind of stuff. And what I'd like you guys to do is kind of describe the camera. Cause I mean, me from being an owner of one, I mean, it's easy for me, but mm-hmm. describe it cause it's not your typical outdoor camera. Right.
4: Well, uh, I guess I'll just uh, start by, I'm going to just share a very, very short story about how this camera even started. Awesome. So I was uh, sitting, sitting in a tree stand trying to film a deer, and I was using a camera that you know was a pretty wide fisheye camera, and I was trying to get the dang thing turned on, and, and it was a box camera, and I'm sitting there fumbling with it. And by the time I got that turned on, all I saw was that deer's tail running away from me and it was the biggest buck I'd ever seen, you know, I ever since I was a little kid and I was just shocked and that was that experience was uh the motivator behind why is there not something out there designed for hunters, you know, that you could put on your bow and that's really what it started for, was a bow camera. Uh and and film from it. So the idea of putting it on your stabilizer has always been around. So that's really You know, designing a camera around that stabilizer. So if you could picture a stabilizer on your cam or on your bow, and you put a camera inside of it, that's what the TactiCam is. It's it's a cylinder camera that looks like it's part of your bow. It's mounted inside of the stabilizer, and it's just a one-touch operation. So you push the button, it turns on and it starts recording and allows you to hunt.
0: Wow, that's that's pretty cool. Now is it is it multi? You know, obviously it's designed to be in the, in the stabilizer, but let's talk a little bit about um, the, the accessories. Are there other things that are available that somebody could put it on a gun or attach it to a different part of their, their bow as well, or crossbow? Oh,
4: yeah, yeah. And Scotty, actually, uh, I know he's got some good stuff he's been doing on his AR, and, but we, and I'll let him tell that stuff. But, uh, you know, we've got gun mounts. We've got some accessories that come with the camera. Uh, you can put it on your, your scope your barrel, you know, your 12 gauge, um you can also mount it right on the riser of the bow. I mean, there's a lot of different usages you can use to put the camera on not just inside the stabilizer even though, you know, that was the original the original design of the camera and obviously the patents around it and then we uh licensed some other patents that allowed us to get into the guns and okay. and do a lot of other things with the camera, which obviously is that's what we do now. So yeah. Scotty, you should Uh, tell them how much fun you have with your uh, with your ars and stuff
0: oh yes got to hear that
3: yeah i have uh i've i've built built several ar platform sight guns and uh i run what they call the slide fire stock and you know it basically you know allows the weapon to almost be like a full auto okay and uh i've shot some great video with it and it does phenomenal uh That's kind of a new market that we've actually started getting into, kind of tapping off into. We make a Picatinny rail mount that's, you know, rock solid and uh, performs really, really well on any weapon. Ben shot them from a 50 BMG, you know, down to, you know, a 22. Sure. So, you know, the, the versatility of this camera is, I mean, it's endless. You know, now we're having guys put them in dirt track cars. They're going on Harley Davidson.
0: Very cool. Um,
3: spear fishing, you know, to mounting them on a spear or whacking a hog with a with a spear. Ben Stern. Uh, so you know, <laughs> they're uh, they're just <laughs> becoming a real well-rounded camera. And you know, once people, you know, all it takes really is to watch the video, watch the side-by-side comparisons with other other cameras
0: <laughs> that are out
3: on the market, and sure. you can, you know, the difference is there.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
3: No, that's what that's what sells our camera. Um, I've been filming for about seventeen years, and last year I sold all my big cameras. I don't mess with the big camera arms anymore. Carrying all that heavy equipment out there, you know, three or four thousand, five thousand dollar video cameras, you can do everything you want with this camera. Sure. Um, So you know, we're we're shooting the everyday footage to full production with the taxiderm so you know people that once they they get it they see it then they want one you know and then you know we get tons of submissions all the time of people shooting you know from target practicing to harvesting their biggest elk of their lifetime or their biggest white tail of their lifetime
4: so um
3: your Facebook it's page is a great day. place
4: to go to watch user videos Very and all that too. Camera. I
0: just want to throw that in there. Yeah, you're, so I'm guessing people can upload their videos onto your Facebook page, so people can, you know, it's it's easy to sit and talk about this stuff, but actually to to visualize it and and see what it uh, how the the camera actually performs. And you guys have these videos up on on your Facebook page and your website as well. Yeah,
4: Absolutely. on our website and on our Facebook page. Perfect. So you know the tacticam.com dot com website and also. It's uh, Facebook forward slash Tacticam. Okay. There's a bunch of videos on there, and, uh, and, you know, a bunch of them are, you know, Scotty and, and I, me and, I mean, everybody, we all submit it. But then we've got, I mean, just thousands of videos from users, which, uh, which are just so impressive. Uh, we give four hunts away every year. Uh, it's a contest we do with our, with our cons, you know, customers. Sure. They buy, buy a Tacticam they go shoot their videos of their hunt they submit their videos we have a guy that actually edits all the videos for for people you know obviously they got to be of certain you know qualifications which you know we explain on the website so you submit the video we we actually do a production of the video and it gets submitted to win a free hunt and you know we take we take guys and girls and i mean it doesn't matter who you are old young i mean we fit the hunt around the person that wins. It's like you get an, you have an amazing video, and we, you know, submit it. We draw it out of a hat, and it's like, here's the winner. And we call you up, and you're going to get a call and say, all right, you're a winner. You're going on a hunt with us. Let's talk about it. What are we going to do? Awesome. You know, and uh, uh, Jared Tucker was uh, an Iowa winner last year, and we we took him on a week-long whitetail hunt at Whitetail Heaven Outfitters in Kentucky. Which was amazing, but uh, I mean, just awesome stuff. So it's another little bit here there.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, let's let's talk a little bit about obviously, you know, there there's a battery, and how do people, um, you know, tell the listeners a little bit about what kind of media do you use in there, and how does the camera function from a a charging standpoint?
4: Scotty, do you want to do that, or go ahead? Did he say go ahead? Yeah, ben, he said go
0: ahead, it's all yours, Ben. <laughs> <laughs>
4: sure. No, uh so the the camera's real simple. I mean, it's got an internal battery that is removable. Okay. I mean think of all I think of all the things that I would want on a camera, and that's what this camera is. I mean I always say it's not hard to design a camera, but I guess it is, but anyway you know, <laughs> sure. you just, just make a list. Like what do I want? What do I want do? camera to be, and that's what this camera is. It's got a removable battery that's, you know, lithium-ion. It lasts a long time. It's insulated. It's wrapped. So it works good in cold weather. Okay. You know, it's going to last a little over two hours, which, with the way the program's set up, the camera turns on automatically, and it shuts off automatically. So when you record that buck of a lifetime, and you hit pause, and you're done filming, you're, you know, you just don't want to worry about shutting the camera off you don't need to it'll just power itself off after five minutes wow you know so i mean just all those little things that you don't want to have to worry about when you're hunting
0: it's like you want to be
4: hunting you want to film your hunt and share it with your friends and family your wife your husband your kids anybody you know you just you push the button that's it the camera turns on it vibrates it tells you it only vibrates just at the start Okay. It tells you, like, hey, I'm working, I'm filming for you. You know, you can look down if you'd like, and there's a little blinking green light. You know, it's not distracting, but it's a little visual indicator that allows you to, uh, you know, just visually check to make sure it's working. Um, and you're hunting. You just pull the bow back or you lift the gun up, you know, and you take the safety off or you, you release the arrow. I mean, it's it's getting all of that in and you're able to plug it in with a USB cord and download it to your computer when you get home and, you know, upload it to Facebook or email it to your buddies or whatever you want, and you have that that video that you get to have for the rest of your life. And, you know, sometimes, you know, the trophy on the wall is always nice, but uh, sometimes there's a lot lot of deer that I I know I see that I would love to be able to share and show people, and this really gives you that opportunity as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Now, do you have to use a an sd card or does it take a micro i know it's a pretty small uh type of unit but uh what can somebody what kind of media is somebody going to want to use in there
4: it's a little micro sd card and it's the same kind that you'd fit in a phone like it's a you know pretty small okay. sd card you can go up to a 32 gig card which is going to get you like four hours of video on it it's plenty right. of video space yep. um you know and you just plug that in there and, and there you go so if you ever you know want Multiple SD cards, not a problem. You just take yeah. one out, put a new one in. Absolutely. Same with, the, same with the battery. You know, it's two hours of recording. If you're out on a hunt for a week and you don't have any way to charge it, not a problem. You just bring a couple extra batteries along and Oops. you just change them out.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So you guys are going to be down at Deer Fest coming up here this Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. That's a pretty big event, and it's kind of like how timely could it be to get everybody fired up about the upcoming hunting season?
4: Oh my, right? absolutely. It was, uh, it's an amazing, <laughs> oh, amazing show. It's a great show for us. Um, I've, people, I've been going to DeerFest since it started, okay. uh, when it was uh, up in Oshkosh, correct?
0: Yep, started in Oshkosh, you're absolutely correct. Yep,
4: yep. I started going in Oshkosh, and, and that was actually before Tacticam.
0: Uh, Tacticam was
4: in its, it was not even a company yet, it was still an idea, and I had a product. I went up there with a camera in my hand. It was the only camera I had, and I met with, like, you guys got, like, Lee and Tiffany and all of the big, you know, and here's this this little little guy from Melrose, Wisconsin, you know, from Wisconsin, <laughs> Hunter, trying to walk up to Lee and Tiffany with this little camera and an idea, and I'm like, hey, what do you guys think of this? And they're, like, signing their autographs, you know, and talking with me, and they're like, Hello. that's pretty cool. That's awesome. You know, I mean it. It's amazing to be able to go to Deerfest and meet all these celebrities. Kip Campbell's going to be there this year. Yep. I mean, he's awesome, Red Arrow TV.
0: Yep, absolutely. He's actually going to we pre-recorded an interview and uh, he'll be uh sharing some of his fun stuff with us here uh, later on in the broadcast, but yeah, Deerfest is very cool. He put, puts on a great show. Um I'm going to try and connect with you guys when I'm down there. I'm going to be down there in the bear booth on Friday, so I'm going to try and stop by the booth and introduce myself mm-hmm. so um we know who uh, each other is, but uh it's a it's pretty awesome show. It's a, it's a great opportunity. It's family-oriented. You can come in and talk talk to people. You can drive stuff, ride bikes, UTVs, cameras, food oh, yeah. plots, you name it. But uh, coming up this coming weekend. But, uh, hey, listen, Scotty, thank you so much. Um, it's a pleasure talking with you, and I, I, I look forward to meeting you down there. And uh, uh, I wish you all the best. And the same for you, Ben. Thank you, guys, both of you guys, for coming on uh, Living the Outdoors and and sharing your passion for, with the outdoors for with us. So, yeah. um, Looking forward to meeting you guys. And, uh, uh, again, thanks for t- joining us here, and uh, we'll talk soon.
4: Sounds good. Thanks, everybody. All right.
0: Thanks, guys. We'll talk thanks to you guys. later. Yeah, bye. All right. Well, listen, everybody, we're going to go ahead and take our first break. When we come back, we're going to have some more of our celebrity interviews coming up for DeerFest this Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, so make sure you keep it here on Flea Farms Living Outdoor Show on the score.
5: Hey, it's Conservation Warden Ryan Propson with a reminder to always check the new DNR regulations pamphlets to see what's changed for the upcoming season. If you take a look at the new small game regulations, you'll see that the possession limit has changed to three times the daily bag limit for game birds and small game mammals. You'll also see that the pheasant opener has changed in 9 a.m. instead of 12 p.m. Lastly, spring and fall turkey seasons will no longer have a floating start date. Fall turkey will always be the same as archery and begin on the Saturday nearest April 15th and spring turkey will now always begin on the third Wednesday in April. And now back to Living the Outdoors on The Score.
0: Welcome back to Fleet Farms Living the Outdoors show here on The Score. I'm your host, Mark Druck. Thanks for tuning in tonight. Thanks again to uh, Ben Stern and Scotty Wales from Tacticam. You can visit them down at Deerfest. And check out the product. I know there's a lot of you listeners out there that have either bought them or are looking to buy one. So definitely check it out. I've been happy with mine. It works great. It's just another uh, added dimension to your hunting experiences. You know, but as we work into Deer Fest here this coming Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, uh, I'm going to be down there Friday in the Bear booth out in the Archery Pavilion. So if you're planning on coming down on Friday, please stop by, say hello, and introduce yourself. I would, uh, I'd love to meet you. But I've had the, the great opportunity to interview a lot of celebrities over the years. And, and I've gotten pretty much the, the major ones that are coming up here at DeerFest. And, and we're, what we've done is put together some little snippets of each one of those interviews so that you can kind of get fired up about uh, DeerFest. And uh, one of the best ones that I've done probably to date uh, has been uh, from a gentleman from Red Arrow, and his name is Kip Campbell obviously you've you've had some challenges you've been been able to go out there and and pursue some game is there some things that some challenges out there for you kip that you look forward to as you you know continue with this red arrow
1: yeah absolutely i mean i want to push red arrow to a point where we do and you know i've progressively done it over the last couple years for three years where we do more backwoods style more adventure hunts getting back on some pack mules and sort Of pushing ourselves in that direction while still, as soon as white tail season opens up, we're gonna be right back in there because that's sort of our bread and butter, what we grew up doing. Yeah, um, <clears throat> but yeah, those are those are kind of the things I look forward to is just making the hunts uh, more exciting. And it, it's, I tell you, it's tough. Um, you don't want to do just the same old thing, but at the same time, everybody loves to see white tail deer hunts. Mm-hmm. And then the third factor that kind of comes into that is. Man, a, a whitetail deer hunt with all the skill, preparation, planning, being in the right spot, checking the moon phase, doing all the stuff that that you can do, and being almost over meticulous, there's still a gigantic luck factor
0: yes, <laughs> that sir, comes yes. into
1: play when you're trying <laughs> to kill a, a sizable deer or any deer for that matter. I mean, it just there is a luck factor that's pretty big. Um, <clears throat> now, I, you know, having said that, you do tend to um stack the odds in your favor if you've planned it out right and everything but man when you spend a week in the best part of Kansas or the best part of Illinois and you you think you've got them figured out and for some reason it just doesn't happen and you're counting on that for one of your 13 episodes <laughs> <laughs> you know it's it it's a tense uh a thing sometimes but you know i, I think just for us our, our biggest goal right now is to make the the hunts a little different and mm-hmm. make them as fun as possible, Um, much like when, when, you know, the bone collector boys, Michael and and T-Bone and Nick went up to New Jersey and hunted some suburbs where they were having some deer population problems. That was such a fun hunt to watch, Mm -hmm. and it was educational for a lot of people, and we're going to do the same thing here at a a local place, a local vineyard, um, where they're having some real bad deer population problems. We're going to go in there and help them thin them out, so it'll be an action-packed kind of show, so Excellent. keeping it action-packed and different is really all we're kind of striving for.
0: Absolutely. Have you ever had a chance to come up here and hunt in Wisconsin?
1: I have. I hunted um, <clears throat> I hunted twice in Wisconsin, and once I'd, I was up there just to see a friend, and I only hunted a couple of days um, in the bitter, bitter cold. <laughs> it gets cold <laughs> up there, man. I don't know how y'all take it, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> then I, I hunted with uh, Tom Inderbo, um, Bluff Country Outfitters. Yep. And we saw a ton of deer, all young deer. Um, that week it seemed like, and we had trail cameras. He has trail cameras out, obviously. And the big deer, like bad full moon, record record high temperatures, kind of hunt. You know yeah. what I mean? Yep. So probably the worst case scenario for that that part of the country at that time. And it was just before the rut, so they weren't really rutting too much and the big boys were moving just after we had camera light yeah and uh, that's so far been my only experience um with wisconsin but you know my buddies from uh my buddy's from antler king um we've talked about it a lot and i'm going to try to try to get out there and see if we can't do a little more wisconsin hunting in the future
0: yeah absolutely well you can always uh you can always keep me in mind. I got a little slice of heaven right up here in central Wisconsin that uh sweet man. Yeah, there's I appreciate uh it. yeah, absolutely. It's a <clears throat> it's kind of the uh Wisconsin has such a deep heritage for whitetail hunting. Not um, you know, not that any other state doesn't. Uh yeah. but it's like a it's it's a cult and you know, a lot of things are evolved around that, not just the hunting aspect of it, but the uh you know, the camaraderie and the deer camps sure. and all the stuff that goes along with that and uh it's a pretty cool place to live, and not unlike Virginia. You know, you got a lot of game, you have a lot of opportunities, yeah. and a lot of cool things to go out and you know spend your time in the outdoors.
1: Y'all definitely got some bigger bucks, and we—I mean, we got some big bucks in parts of the state, but man, y'all y'all got some slammers up there. And another thing too is, country is truly countrywide because y'all have some some of the most country people I've ever met up in Wisconsin. Some of the most down-to-earth, awesome, amazing people. Everybody that I've ever hung out with in Wisconsin, you know, we talk about southern hospitality a lot, but y'all got the the exact same northern hospitality in, in just a different way. I I I've, I've never had as much fun as I've had with with the guys from Wisconsin, man.
0: Yeah, it's going to be great. And this is going to be your fun. first time uh, coming up to Deerfest, I understand. Yeah, and that's coming up here. About Deer
1: Fest, yeah, Deerfest, yeah, man. Absolutely. Oh. Yep. August 5th, I believe, Yep.
0: 5th, yep. 6th and 7th, Sunny are uh, at the uh Washington County um fair park and i mean it's hugh does a great job he puts on a show down there it's just if you want to be around a bunch of people deer hunting junkies uh, that is the place to be and it's going to be a poor man i'm telling you (laughs) it is uh yeah if you want to talk deer food plots drive utvs atvs shoot bows shoot crossbows come and meet people such as yourself um yep. you know who obviously have a passion so i'm I'm guessing it's going to be uh going to be a lot of fun and and uh i'm sure you guys are looking forward to it
1: oh we're pumped about it man we're all gonna have a good time so yeah everybody needs to come out and see us and hang out and that's what's so cool about you know not only wisconsin but deer fest is it, it's just it's just a bunch of laid-back hunters that that all get to get together and hang out and have a good time
0: so. yeah and share stories and and talk deer hunting, and it couldn't come at a better time of the year when people are getting jacked up for, you know, maybe they're going out west on a oh, yeah. on a hunt. Or, you know, our our whitetail season starts here the second Saturday in September, so people are getting jacked up. It's um, right around the corner. It won't be long. Oh, no, it's amazing. Once you hit the 4th of July, it's like, boom, you know.
1: It seems like, too, the older you get, the shorter your summers get. It used to when when you were <laughs> back in school, you looked at summer like this big, like, yes, yeah, summer's here. Now it's like summer's here, now it's fall. <laughs>
0: All right, again, that's Kip Campbell from Red Arrow TV. And you can meet Kip down at DeerFest, which is this Friday, Saturday, it's Sun uh, Sunday, excuse me, down at the uh, Washington County Fair Park. And uh, I'll tell you, it, it looks like it's going to be just a, a lot of fun. And they, Hugh does a great job of getting a lot of these, you know, high-profile celebrities. And, you know, like with Kip, I got to sit down with him, you know, several weeks back, about mid-July. And then earlier in the year, um, I had an opportunity to sit down with another uh, set of celebrities, Pat and Nicole Reeve from Driven TV. And I think the first time I, I connected with you guys was at the Madison Deer Classic, like many, many years ago. And um, is that where kind of where you guys, uh, you know, got your show thing started, or were you doing it before that one?
5: Well, I, I used to go to Madison as just a spectator and, uh, you know, person that would just love to go to see the deer and, vendors and so on and make a, a day or a weekend of it. So, sure. um, you know, that's kind of how I got my start in Madison. And then eventually, uh, I started, you know, when I started doing my own TV show, I got a booth and started selling videos and hats and, um, you know, one thing leads to another and we're still, we're still doing Madison. Our booth has got a little bit bigger and a little bit different design, but, uh, you know, it. We just know so many people. It's kind of our home, away yeah. from home. Everybody thinks we actually live in Wisconsin because <laughs> we hunt so much in Wisconsin. Sure. But, uh, you know, lots of lots of friends and, and people that we know, you know, for many years we see so many familiar faces. That's It's so nice to go over there. It's it's just kind of relaxing, you know, just to catch up with people and, you uh, know, uh, see them again. And, and we look forward to even meeting the new people.
0: It's got to be kind of fun, and it's always nice to hang out with people that have the same things in common that you are, and you can share things. And you know, like like we talk about frequently here on the show, is uh, you know get out there and share your passion um, with other people. It definitely will make you a better person, and you walk away saying, "Hey, you know what? That uh, that you make a difference." And and those of us who are outdoor people. Um, really have the power to touch people's lives by exposing them to the outdoors. And sometimes I think it's more powerful than we actually think it is. But, you know, we, we all have that in us to, to affect other people's lives.
5: Yeah. Ironically, we, we Nicole and I talk about that every once in a while because she was a third-grade teacher in southern Illinois before she did this. And she affected people's lives in a different way. Yep. I mean, she affected 20, 30 kids' lives per year. And now she had a conversation with her grandpa about that because you know, he was a little apprehensive about her leaving her teaching job. And she says, you know, she said, grandpa, I, I not only affect 23, 24 kids lives. I affect 24. I, I affect thousands of kids lives now, you know, and, and um, get them involved in something that is pure and, and has tradition. And it's just, it's a great teaching element. And, she's a good good role model.
0: Yeah, exactly.
6: Yeah. And, you know, that's definitely, you know, why we do what we do and why I broke away from teaching. There's not many things. I mean, teaching was like set in my mind, that is what I'm going to do the rest of my life. That's what I want to do. I love kids. I want to impact kids. I want to be, I mean, I was the teacher that was out on the playground playing kickball with the kids. I kick off my heels and go play kickball with them. (laughs) I mean, kids are like my heart. They're my everything. And, like this hunting it's never in my mind in my wildest dreams growing up wanting to be a teacher did I even obviously think I could do hunting for a living. I hunted as a little girl, you know, mean um, it has been hunting ever since, but never thought I would ever do it for a living and getting the opportunity to stand at our driven booth at these trade shows and talk to all these kids coming up the booth, whether it's showing, you know, them showing the animals they've harvested or them talking about the bow they have or um you know, just going out and finding sheds or mushroom hunting or just being in the outdoors and in the woods or just, you know, that quality time they're spending with their dad or mom or grandpa, grandma, you know, I mean, that's what it's all about. That is Mm -hmm. truly, and no pun intended, what drives me. I mean, that is why I do what I do. And that's the main reason why I love being at these trade shows is for the completely the kid aspect. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love to talk to fellow hunters and huntresses that bring up their photos and, you know, deer hunting and things like that. But there's nothing like a kid coming up to the booth and telling me how much they enjoy the outdoors or telling me they're in the outdoors because of watching me on TV. I mean, we were just at our daughter, our 10-year-old daughter's um, spring concert yesterday, and there was a little girl. She was, like, starstruck and awe. She didn't know. She hadn't put, I mean, you know, she knew we lived in town but had never met us. She watches us every week with her dad on TV but had never met us before. And she um, was there at the spring concert. And, you know, we got to stand and talk to her for a couple minutes. And she just, like, stood there in awe because, you know, and her mom's like, I think she doesn't know what to say because she watches you every week on TV now. And now that she's, you know, finally getting to meet you and things, it's, you know, I mean, that's what it's all about. Yep. You know, that brings everything full circle for us.
0: I, exactly, Nicole. And, and I think, and, and dual purpose uh, for you especially, because not only being a woman who loves the outdoors, but serving as a good female role model. And I think, you know, exactly. you see more, you know, I see more women getting involved in the outdoors now, because I work in, in the outdoor retail world. I see that more now than I have in many years previously. And even the young, the young kids getting involved in the sport of archery now, whether they pursue that passion to hunt. But I see more and more kids um, picking up a bow and shooting as opposed to as I refer to it as an electronic device regardless of what it is, whether it's a video game um, or a, yeah. a phone, putting something else in their hand to give them some some gratification and some enjoyment uh, and I see that you know that there's you guys uh, the, the ladies that are out there in this outdoor field really have i think helped promote the sport and let some of these women know and young ladies that, hey, you know what? You don't need to be afraid. They've they've got equipment for you. There's, there's um, you know, avenues for you to get involved in the outdoors. So that's really got to be rewarding from the female perspective as well.
6: Absolutely. I mean, 100% across the board, like I said, that's, why i do what i do and to see more little girls you know pat says this all the time whenever i first got into this nicole you didn't see hardly any girls coming to these trade shows and if they were they were kicking and screaming because their dad or their grandpa made them go with because they were watching them that day you know and now you see little girls dragging you know their parents and grandparents or whomever to these trade shows and enjoying it just as much as you know um the boys and things i mean i know i'm you know, prime example, I was born and raised in a hunting family. My mom never hunted. She was our camp cook. And, you know, I mean, then I had two older brothers, but my dad included me. And because of that, the memories and the relationship and the bond that we have as a family is, I mean, outstanding among all the rest of, like you're saying, electronics and all that stuff. I mean, it's unbelievable what I see nowadays with parents and kids and yep. and just the way that, you know, this generation is being raised, it's it's sad. It really yeah. is. You know, I mean, it's really sad whenever we have God's creation out there to go explore and go see, and it's not just the hunting. It's just getting the kids outside, right. get them outdoors, and it's as simple as that, whether it's going outside and playing catch with your kid or going walking in the woods and, you know, just kind of looking around and, you know, finding cool things, finding um, an old vine to... Swing on, you know, I mean, rope swing. Small stories and small things like that our kids talk about for years. You know, I mean, we were just out shed hunting this year with Isabel, and Isabel said, remember last year when we found that vine and we were swinging on it, Nicole? (laughs) I mean, how cool is that? You know, I mean, it's just something as small as that is that she remembers. I can promise you she won't ever remember the time that her and I sat and watched a TV show together.
0: Again, that's Pat and Nicole Reeve from Driven TV, and before that was Kip Campbell from Red Arrow Make sure you uh, stop by and chat with these people. They're going to be down at DeerFest this coming weekend. So looks to be a great event. Uh, we're going to take another break. When we come back, we'll have more of Fleet Farms Living the Outdoor Show here on The Score.
1: The Score. Faster, more athletic, more
0: talented. All right, welcome back to Fleet Farms Living the Outdoor Show here on The Score. I'm your host, Mark Drewick. An appropriate song for the next couple of guests. If you're looking to meet some of the top ladies in the outdoor world, DeerFest coming up this weekend is going to be a great opportunity. And this lady coming up next here has been on the show several times, and she's just a pleasure to have on. And uh, she is truly an outdoors woman. Eva Shockey. Yeah, I, I know exactly what you're talking about, is people are criticizing other people for their methods or whatever they choose, if it's a species that they choose to hunt. And, you know, it kind of... You have a hard time as an outdoors person. You scratch your head a little bit and it's like I don't quite understand. I mean, I respect what you're saying, but I don't understand why you would be saying that when you actually hunt yourself and and like you say it doesn't matter your your weapon or your your tactics or where you hunt as long as it's ethical and it's legal. We should all be on the same page. Yeah,
7: exactly. I couldn't that's probably the one the one topic that gets me a little fired up in this because people can attack me all day if they're anti-hunters. I mean, I'm I'm so used to it; it doesn't even doesn't even faze me at this point. But the minute a hunter, especially a hunter in the industry with a a loud voice that sort of you know has a lot of people that they're speaking to, when they start attacking hunters, then I'm like, what you know, what are you guys doing? And I don't know that they do it consciously. I don't know if they have really stepped back to look and see like what am I doing is not a beneficial thing to hunters it's not benefiting hunting it's not benefiting conservation it's not spreading the word of how great hunters are and what we're doing is so great it's sort of like a negative connotation and that's every day of my life I try to stay away from that first of all any sort of negativity because I think the world doesn't need that we have people are looking for inspiration and positivity and I know I am and I like I follow people that are positive and happy and doing good things so that's just the
0: way that I try to live my life and I have to tell you every every time that I've seen you at ATA or um, any of the other functions that you've always got this huge smile on your face and such a positive (laughs) attitude you're a very approachable uh, person who is very open to talk about that and, and and you know obviously you're you're taking the time and in your busy schedule to share your passion that's what really people need to focus on is all the positive things and what are the good things that can come out of this and and help promote that and you know, I think in a lot of levels there are species out there that probably may not be a huntable species or may not be in existence because, you know, sportsmen, sportsmen and people did not take the initiative to, to raise money or to help develop some of the habitat to keep these animals in existence.
7: Going back on what you said about appreciating me taking my time out of my busy schedule, but the fact is my schedule is busy because... I'm hunting. I'm doing what I love. I'm so happy to be part of this industry. And a lot of people probably listening and maybe not listening, just in the outdoor world that enjoy the same things I enjoy, they support me and they allow me to do what I do. So I'm. this is my number one priority is sort of being part of that because any hunter is no different than me. It's just I happen to have a TV camera in front of my face when I was young and it was something my dad chose to do at, I guess, the right time, right place. Um, 15 years ago when he started and it's just been it's been a really great lifestyle because we've got to share it with so many people
0: well that's excellent you do a great job of that and I think you know I work in the in the outdoor real in outdoor retail industry and I manage a an archery shop here in the state and I see a lot of um a lot of younger kids and a lot of younger ladies getting involved in the sport of archery which I think is just tremendous and I think now there's, there's a lot more female role models within the outdoor industry, which I think is huge. And I, um, let me ask you this question. Do you think that the outdoor industry is doing enough from their side to help support the growth of getting more women involved in the outdoors?
7: I sure think there's a lot of companies that have gotten on board with it at an early stage, maybe before, before it blew up quite like it did, which just really shows additional support. I know that Cabela's was on board with female products and supporting females and Under Armour and Bowtech. I mean there's I have there's an Eva Shockey bow, it's a high-end bow and it's from Bowtech and that in itself is one of in my experience one of the biggest steps in the hunting industry I guess supporting female demographic growth because before there was lots of female products and that bow that came out we I worked with Bowtech to launch it it's a high-end bow. It's expensive. It's at the top of the line. It has all the best technology, like any of the best men's bows. And up until then, it didn't really exist. All the female bows were just, they were great. They're just a little bit lower in the technology that was on them. And this bow has been their top seller, which is just incredible to me because it just shows how many serious female hunters there are and archers specifically. And I never would have guessed this a million, a million times if you'd asked me 10 years ago, if they're would be the highest-end bow would do so well because there are this many females that have been taken part in the industry. And whether they existed before or they've kind of come along and just started speaking out a little bit more, it doesn't really matter. But the fact is they're there, and we're not going anywhere, and we're growing. And the industry has been pretty incredible with uh, supporting that.
0: You're going to be coming up to um, this part of the state here in, I believe, August uh, 5th, the 5th and 6th, I believe, at DeerFest.
7: Yes, I will. I'm excited about it. I was there last summer, and it was was my first year there, and it was incredible. There were people, I mean, tons and tons and tons of people. I didn't stop talking the entire time I was there, which is always a great sign. I mean, there's a lot of supportive hunters in the area, and I can't wait to get back there.
0: And that's got to be kind of um, nice for you to get out um, and and kind of meet people. And, you know, I know you travel a lot, and you go to a lot of events and stuff like that, but it's got to kind of be rewarding and, and interesting to hear all the different perspectives and 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 just kind of hear the voices of the other hunters um, as you travel around.
7: Yeah, it definitely is. I love being sort of grassroots with everybody and getting to talk about hunting and hear their stories. And I've never actually hunted in Wisconsin, but I've done a handful of events there. And I will say they're some of the most successful events that I've ever done as far as people and um, the amount of people that come through. And they just, everyone's so friendly and so nice and so excited about hunting and that's that's all you really ask for when you do something like that the more people the better because you just want to see how many other people are just the same as you that love hunting and love the outdoors and are just there to share, share their passion for it
0: all right eva Shaki, and you can visit her down at deer fest coming up i believe she's going to be there friday and saturday and so will this next lady as well who has been on the show numerous times and it's always a pleasure to have on tiffany lakoski
2: I just it's like turkey hunting but for like giant things
0: you know it's kind of it's it's addicting once you go um you just you 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 have to go some more because it's such different terrain and you know when when you get a bull that's that's bugling and screaming at you and he's you know close enough that is a sound that is etched on Uh. your mind forever
2: you know, like, the first few times we elk hunt every year, I have to, like, literally not throw up because it's, like, it's so, you know, it's, you, you haven't done it all year long. And that first bull that just Googles close to you and you're like, oh, my gosh, you know, like I said, it's, like, you just have to keep it together so you don't, I always say that. I'm like, okay, don't throw up. It just, like, rattles you to your core.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, it, it is kind of, you know, and then you're you're up and down and up and down and then you get that opportunity um, and you have to uh, the way I looked as I had to practice for that because if you're shooting a bull and you're up and down the mountains I mean you're 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 breathing hard plus that excitement I mean there's a lot that goes into trying to calm yourself down
2: 100 percent. and you know what actually like even right now because I like when you said you're probably busy in the morning I'm like I'm, I just ran five and a half miles but I tell you what that's like a tip that we started doing it's like just run and or do whatever your workout is and then go try to shoot your bow it's a lot harder than you think you know it's like it takes a second to like get your breathing together after you're running like that to, to, to be able to execute a shot
0: uh that is exactly what i did i'd run up and down the road by my house and to get there as, as breathing as hard as i could i grab my bow get on my knees and and try and, and shoot. try
2: to shoot it's like i guarantee you the first few times it was like whoa that didn't go exactly the way i wanted
0: to uh no there's so much that goes into that and Uh
2: uh, but you know that's a great thing to train with you know
0: you you do you have to practice for your conditions and i've been a big proponent of that so deer fest coming up this this uh august you guys have pretty much participated in that event i think just about every year but one i
2: think Right, and I think I, we might, we might have been on a hunt or something the one year we didn't do it, but that's like one of our favorite shows to do because really it kind of sends us. I mean, because we always start hunting right after that usually, so it's kind of like all right after Deer Fest, it's game on. This is the fun time coming up, so sure. it's, it's a perfect time I think for people to come to a show like that too. You know, you can we always usually get to run our dogs in the shed competition, which is always awesome. We always get them qualified for the upcoming year and then um it's just a great show i mean they've got every year it's gotten bigger and bigger it's a great thing that they put on
0: you know it is and it's in a great place now they've moved the the venue from um you know kind of my area here down to west bend on the fairgrounds there and and uh, it's just about yeah, I you love know There's just about you can shoot bows you can drive atvs utvs you know all that kind of stuff i mean it's very interactive and what I always yeah, impresses
2: is the competition everything i mean it's pretty neat absolutely
0: and and one of the things that impressed me the most is, is with you and Lee, you, will, you guys would stand there and make sure that you talked to every person that waited in line to, to talk to you or, or have an autograph or tell you a story. And, and that's, that's pretty cool that you guys are that, you know, integrated and that connected to, um, to your fans out there. And that, that's really impressive, something to be proud of.
2: Oh, well, we appreciate that. But, I mean, really it's the reason that we're able to do what we do is the fans. And so it's like, are you kidding? It's like if there's a person there, we will stay. 100% whether it's an hour after two hours after. We stay until they kick us out. Because it's like, that's what we like to do. It's like, you know, we live in a little town in Iowa. We don't get out much. So when we finally do, it's awesome just to talk to people and our fans and just see everybody. You know, a lot of those shows, especially the ones we've been going to for year to year, it's like you see you see people from year to year. You see families grow up. You see these little kids that I'm like, oh my gosh, you're killing me. You're taller than me now. You know? <laughs> so it's just we like love those things. It's like it's like coming home to, just coming home to your own family. Really, when we do those, because like I said, it's like we know so many people there now that it's just it's like old, like a reunion almost. Sure. But sure. yeah, are you kidding? It's like like it's, Lee's always said, it's like you, sort of our fans are our bosses, man. It's like that's why we get to do what we do. So it's like yeah, we never take it for granted and never have.
0: No, and that's really cool because I think you know when you're when you're a true sportsman and outdoors person, you want to share that passion with other people and when you can we talk about it all the time on the show is is we have the power that we have to impact people's lives through the outdoors i think is a lot bigger than what we think it is and and people can look at that as you know as recreation and something that takes them away from their you know their their hectic and their busy lives and their troubles and their issues and you know they can just kind of kick back and the outdoors is it's about relaxation and enjoyment and recreation and you know it's it's the touching people's eyes to the outdoors is pretty powerful.
2: It really is. Way more powerful than I think any of us kind of think. Yeah. You know, I mean it's it's definitely a a thing that really it's life-changing for people and I don't think we realize that sometimes, you know. Yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's just
2: the thing, you know, at those shows, it's like every show we go to, there'll be somebody that Really, really touches you that mm-hmm. you know it, there's a reason. I mean, actually, it, it's funny you said that because last year um we met a guy, and you know, you meet hundreds of people, thousands sure. of people at like those things. You don't think much of it, and we get a card in the mail. And I remember sending this guy and sending a hat and sending a shed to his buddy that was sick, and he had wrote me a letter and said, you know, thanks for sending that. My my buddy obviously passed away. You know, he had terminal cancer and stuff, and I just want you to know that it really made an impact on me. And it's funny because it's like you don't really think about it. You're just, I mean, we're just being ourselves, you know. You don't think about making a a difference in someone's life like that. But like I said, you're just, I think that's always why we've been so successful. We're just ourselves. It's like we're not there for any other reason than we want to meet people, talk to people, hear their stories.
0: Again, that was Tiffany Likoski. And you can visit her and Eva Shockey, Pat and Nicole, Kip Campbell, You're just going to have a a great opportunity to meet a lot of these outdoor celebrities, and some of them you may have to wait in line to talk to, but I guarantee you they will take the time to talk to you and uh, be happy to hear any of your hunting stories or share pictures. DeerFest, just another great opportunity to get out and uh, enjoy the outdoors and ride some bikes and ride some UTVs, some ATVs, shoot some bows, come and visit me at the Bear Booth out in the Archery Pavilion. Uh, it looks to be a great show, and uh, again, thanks to Ben Stern and Scotty Wales from Tacticam. You can visit them down there as well. And it uh, looks like the weather's going to hold up and be pretty darn good, and it won't be as hot as it is today. But again, Deerfest this Friday, Saturday, and Sunday down at the Washington County Fair Park. Thanks for tuning in tonight. Have a great evening, and remember, live life in the outdoors. Listen up. I won't sugarcoat it.